Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the gripping imprint of boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. You don't connect the dots. It's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, 
and this is the Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on The Fringe FM. Last night on the broadcast, we had Don Lester and David Parker, authors of What Really Makes You Ill, and I placed that show in the free archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. Click on the archive scroll down you'll see free monthly archive you click on that and you'll see some really great shows in there with people like Nick Bryant Jordan Maxwell David Icke Don Lester David Parker and many others in the free archive the big archive is obviously on the website as well www.thesecretteachings.info that's how we support this show and of course supports the network the fringe fm as well the fringe.fm is the network website, thefringe.fm. Got a new website that is going active with some nice designs. Looks much more professional. If you'd like to contact us on The Fringe, you can contact the network through that website. Or if you want to contact me directly, it'd be much easier just to send me an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Dot com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. I was a little bit worried that I might not get to do a show tonight because I have been incredibly anxious and incredibly stressed out, so much so that I've kind of lost control of the conscious reasoning of why I'm stressed. And now I can feel it on a subconscious level and I think that it's starting to cause my body some very painful physical it's it's starting some physical pain. And I woke up 2 days ago and uh, may, maybe it's not fully stress. I had my wisdom teeth removed 2 almost 2 years ago and I had all this pressure in my mouth. And uh the wisdom teeth got removed and everything was fine. And then I woke up two days ago and I had this pain in the front of my mouth. I have a chipped tooth from a basketball in- injury when I was younger and uh, never had any problems from it. I've had pressure there before, but when the wisdom teeth got removed, that took care of that problem. So now I'm a little bit worried. Now, do I have to get a tooth removed? And uh, I'm one of the last people that, that wants to go to a doctor or a dentist for any reason, unless it's an absolute emergency. And and some invasive measure can relieve the pain. So I'm dealing with that. And I was hoping that doing tonight's show would maybe relieve some stress. And uh, m- maybe I have to take a show or two off and disconnect from everything in uh, in the world. Everything going on in the news and just try to find a way to relax. For those of you who like Spongebob... I'm kind of like Squidward when he took the day off and he was worried that SpongeBob was going to burn down the Krusty Krab and he kept having all of these like hallucinations of what SpongeBob was doing. And, he, and Squidward finally goes home and he's like, I must relax. And he has to like break his back to, to lay down in the chair because he's so stiff. I don't even know why I'm so anxious and I'm so stressed. I, I, I just, I'm always running these ideas through my head. Is it because I feel isolated? Not really. I mean, I've always, I've always kind of been isolated. What is it? Why do I feel so, so tense? 
Maybe I feel like I uh, I haven't had a lot of time to myself, but then when I think about that, I, I feel that the time I want to myself is to read and to do more radio. So maybe I've caught myself in, in a vortex or something, in a whirlpool, and I'm being pulled down to physical deterioration. I don't know. I'm very healthy otherwise, but I'm hoping that the pain is stress and tension, and I've got some kind of like jaw issue because I've tried to like massage the jaw a little bit, and that tends to, let's knock on wood, tends to relieve some of the pressure. So maybe talking will kind of relieve the pressure tonight. Although a lot of the things that we're going to talk about tonight are kind of anxiety-inducing for some people. I've just started laughing at them. Not because I feel helpless in the face of them, but because it's laughable and it's it's trivial at this point. I think it was like, uh, I think it was maybe two weeks ago. I haven't lived at this new place very long. So maybe two weeks ago, because I've only been here maybe less than a month. So two weeks ago, I got my TV set up. I don't really watch a lot of TV. I watch old shows on DVDs, but I... I flipped on the TV. I don't have cable either, and I put on a movie from a streaming service, and it was about um, it was a Hollywood produced movie, so it was a not a big budget, but a semi big budget movie. And in this movie, uh, this guy and his his wife is uh, I guess they're newlyweds or something, but uh, they just bought this house outside of downtown Los Angeles. And she goes to work the this morning, and uh, there's these explosions. And so he gets the radio on and finds out that there's been some kind of, like, terrorist attack in Los Angeles. It, it really wasn't a good movie, but, you know, when you really want to, you want to see something blow up, you want to see zombies, you want to see, like, you know, you want to see martial law, you either turn on the television or you go to Portland you know, that's usually what usually what happens nowadays, or you go to Chicago. Uh, it's worse than a movie, it's, or better than a movie. It's more entertaining than a movie, unless you're there, I guess, stuck in the middle of it. So I'm watching this movie, and uh, there's this biological attack, and they tell everybody to get indoors, get indoors, stay indoors, because there's radioactive and poisonous fallout that's going to be raining down as the wind carries it, you know, one direction or another. So this guy goes home and he's waiting. He's hoping that his wife comes back. He couldn't get a hold of her. The circuits are overloaded. He can't call her. And so he um, he comes back to his house. And uh, I guess it's like a, a neighbor has a, a repairman over at their house. And the repairman had, had come outside. And I guess they they talked for a moment. And they go in this guy's house. And they start listening to the radio. And uh, they're in the house, the guy whose wife is missing. And the, the radio, the news, government's saying that you need to seal your house. Just seal everything, windows, doors, because it's toxic. It's, it's really bad outside. So you need to protect yourself inside. Get any supplies, get inside, and, and seal everything off. And this guy's waiting for his wife to come. He's called her. He's hoping that she comes and, and he, she doesn't get left outside. So the movie progresses, and the whole house is sealed and then she finally comes home and she's demanding to be let inside and he's telling her no you can't come inside because you could be contaminated you know the government the military local law enforcement n- n- fish, city officials nobody knows what's going on nobody knows what happened in 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 the city everything is just you know complete chaos there's big fireballs in downtown los angeles there's smoke pouring out of downtown it kind of looked like 
Rochester the first night of the riots here in New York, just literally smoke pouring out from downtown. So the rest of the movie is basically this guy talking to his wife who's outside the house. And at one point she gets really upset that he won't let her in the house. It's her house too, but she's emotional, he's emotional, they don't know what to do. She could be contaminated, she could die. You know, is it right for him to die with her? He's her husband. It's a little emotional. I don't really like stuff like that. But at one point, she uses her cell phone to bust one of the window panes out to try to unlock the door. And when she does that, she drops her phone inside. And so the guy, he pushes her back, and he seals the thing up real quick. And he's like, you just wait until the medical staff come, you know, and they can treat you, and then you can come back in the house. But this is what's best for everybody right now. So the phone is in the house now from outside. And at the end of the movie, when they finally send in these uh, military teams, the whole movie, anything outside is contaminated. Anything inside is safe, right? Towards the end of the movie, though, when these these teams come, they they notice that the window in this guy's house had been broken, and he tells them that she had busted the window with her phone, and the phone is now in the house, and he had covered it up with a blanket so the the, the ash, if there was ash on it, it didn't get up in the air. But because of that, and because he sealed the window, it wasn't, it turns out, as toxic outside, but because the guy had sealed his house off and had quarantined himself, the toxicity of the ash, a little bit of it, on the phone that had been trapped inside the house for more than a day, the military said created a toxic environment in the house, and if they were to unseal the house it would have released a very potent, toxic explosion of air that could have killed people in the surrounding area because this guy's house was just was just a bubble of toxicity. And they didn't really explain it beyond that, but what they did was they, they tinted the house and then they pumped poison into the house to, to kill this guy too. And they ended, he tries to run out the front door and they, I think they ended up shooting him or something or they, they knocked him out really good and then he died from the poison. I watched that movie, and uh, I read this article. I was going to talk about it on Wednesday's show, but it just didn't come up. So I thought we could start tonight with this this article. It's from Reuters from the 21st of July, just a few days ago. And it says, People are more likely to contact COVID-19 at home, according to a new study published by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And it looked at over 5,700 patients who tested positive for coronavirus and more than 59,000 people who came into contact with them. The findings showed that less than 2% of patients' non-household contacts had caught the virus, while nearly 12% of patients' household contacts had contracted the virus. So the study is basically finding evidence to suggest that you are less safe at home than you are out on the street. More people in this study had contracted it at home than they did out in public. Now, statistics, science is real, all these things that you hear, the rhetoric. Science is whatever money wants science to be. Science is whatever scientists want science to be or what they're paid to create. And in watching that movie, 
it was just interesting because they're told the whole time everything outside is toxic, stay indoors. And at the end, when it's all over, everybody's safer, it's actually the people that stayed inside now that are in the most danger. And that's now what's being being published. This is out of Reuters. South Korean epidemiologists found that people were more likely to contract the new coronavirus in the household than outside of the home. So by that logic, that would mean we need to leave the home to protect ourselves, right? And when we go out in public, we can protect ourselves with the masks, right? They tell us the masks will help. Walmart has a new policy. They won't allow anybody into the store unless you have a mask, unless you read the sign, and the sign says you have exemptions. And that's from a Walmart in Georgia that was in the news a couple of days ago, a state where the governor has opposed mandatory masks. And the enforcement of social distancing measures in the state of New York, Commissioner of Health, Sections 201 and 206 of the Public Health Law and Executive Order 202.14, Title 10, in the state of New York, says the same thing as the Walmart sign says, meaning that they're clearly working within a legal, lawful framework where they can't force you to do those things. And, uh, however, some airlines came out today, earlier today, or yesterday for some of you, and the airlines like Southwest, and I think Delta is another one, but South, Southwest was one of the airlines that said, you can't come on the plane, period, unless you have a mask. We no longer accept medical exemptions. Well, if you were to play that maybe backwards through like one of those backwards reverse speech apps, I'd imagine that it would sound something like this, rather than sounding like we don't accept medical exemptions, it would say we no longer accept your rights as a human being. We no longer accept that you are a protected class for having a health condition. We no longer accept the Constitutional Republic. You will do what we say or you will not travel. You will do what we say or we will kick you off the plane. We will have you arrested. And their justification for this, if you read the article, was they said people on the plane in general feel more comfortable when others are wearing a mask. Well, if they're just basing it on a, you know, a mob rule, then there should be enough of us not wearing masks to say we're not going to wear them and we feel more comfortable if you don't wear the mask. I mean, there are a lot of things that you can say back to people that are just, it's the very same thing they're telling you. I'd feel more comfortable if you wear one. Well, I'd feel more comfortable if you don't wear one. I had a woman at the store, another person, they didn't call me a name, but this woman came over and she said, you know that there are masks up front, right? This just happened yesterday. She said, there's masks up front, right? You know that. And I said, well, yeah, but I've got, you know, some heart problems in it. My lungs sometimes, they kind of hurts and my heart will beat fast. And this woman is like, she's got to be close to 80 years old. She didn't say, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I, I hope that you're okay. Not that I expect that. She literally mocked me like a school child. She said, well, I, just like this, well, I'm sure that's real hard for you, isn't it? And she like shook her head like some bratty 16-year-old who didn't get what she wanted for her birthday. Well, I'm just going to run away then. And I said, it actually, it is pretty hard, but it's not as hard as breathing through (laughs) 
a mask like you're having to do. And she literally like bobbed her head back and forth like she's glitching and then walked around the corner. And I always notice anytime someone says something to me, they always say it as they keep moving. So they're not actually stopping and conversing with me. They're always in transit. (laughs) They don't want to stop. They just want to say, hey, wear a mask, and then they run. It's Remember that old, old, old Seth MacFarlane television show before Family Guy? It was called Life of Larry. And they they did the same joke in Family Guy later, the drive-by argument, which was the worst thing they said that they had in like what 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 in Britain? What's the worst thing you have? Like a drive-by argument, and they they pull up to the curb. And he's like, "Isn't that Reginald, old chump?" And he opens the window and he's like, "Hey, Reginald, I disagree." And the car drives off. That's how people are harassing and shaming you now. Hey, you there? Put a mask on. And they drive away. They won't even converse with you. I mean, it's fear. They're terrified. I don't know what what they're so terrified of. You know, at the beginning of all this, I was very quick, and I and I still would be very quick to shoot down a lot of the arguments that people are using, even if they're kind of quote unquote on my side, because once you know, initially when this whole thing started, and they're using all these models, millions of people are going to die. It, it was like, well, yeah, more people die of the flu than COVID nineteen, and it's well, yeah, but more people die of anything than COVID nineteen. More people die of this than that, and this than that, and that than this, and that than that. So those are kind of disingenuous arguments until you get to the point where you learn that, and there's just been another case of this, a guy died in a car wreck and they counted it as a COVID-19 death. You know, I guess the COVID-19 went into this guy's eyes, blinded him, and then he crashed his car and died. That's what the virus tends to do, the little tentacles attached to the pupils. I don't know if you heard that. So (laughs) Fauci told me. So, and the tentacle things are real. That's a real, I guess, thing that they say is happening. So you have the falsified data, and we're to a point now where you can use that argument, I think, more legitimately. Now it's like, well, yeah, more people die of this, this, and this. It's no, it is now no different. I mean, if those statistics would have been what they were projected to be, we'd be in a different situation, but they're not. And you may agree, disagree, be somewhere in the middle on the subject of pathogenic transmission. You may be on the fence. You may be in, you know, you may believe in germ theory. You may believe that germs don't cause disease. You could or could not believe in a lot of different things. But regardless of what you believe or don't believe in, there's some really basic common sense that I think is... um, I think is missing from the equation. Very standard stuff. But again, when you have people that say, hey, you with the mask, put a mask on. <laughs> they drive away real quick and you can't even say, well, you know, shove it up you, you know, shove it up your ass, you know, or why would I put a mask on? You know, what you could do is you could just be a little immoral and just pretend like you're deaf or something, right? You could just kind of pretend like you're handicapped. Like, what? You got to put, I actually did that to one guy. He said, do you have, do you have a mask? I said, what? He said, do you have a mask? I said, what? And I felt like little John. What? 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 All right, just never mind, sir. Okay. <laughs> are you are you not going to put a mask on? Yeah. You know, Ryan Gable and the East Side Boys not wearing masks, going downtown, causing havoc, sipping on gin and juice through a straw, through our mask. We unzip it, 
little BDSM masks people wear. Man, people just, they really love BDSM, don't they? They just put the mask on, they zip it up. Don't even have a safe word. There's no safe, there is a safe word. It's called liberty. It's called you make the decision for yourself. And uh, I don't know, this, there's nothing left of this horse to beat. But for a lot of people, you know, it's nice to have something that you can listen to where you can kind of, you kind of, you feel comfortable and you feel safe because someone's talking to you in a way, like I feel like I am, that you can kind of get where I'm coming from. And for a lot of you, I mean, we've picked up a lot of new listeners this week just from the show we did on Wednesday. I, I think the Wednesday show, I always get dozens of emails every show, but Wednesday's show was the, was the, in terms of emails received, was the biggest show that I've done since the abduction of Billie Eilish show. And that made me pretty excited in a way because it's like the Billie Eilish show was really on my, that that was really like my, my, one of my favorite subjects, just dissecting the music industry. And then to do a show just simply on science. I mean, it was, that's what it was all about. You know, you can't handle the science and people loved it. So we're going to do a little bit more of that tonight. And I'm going to be very real with you like I was on Wednesday and like we were last night here with Don Lester and David Parker. Again, a really great talk with them last night on STDs and asthma and some other stuff. If you have any questions, you have any comments, if you need help with something, just let me know and I'll do my best to help you. I, I can't stand beside you, though, and, 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 and fight a battle for you, but I can send you the information and I can tell you that just you just got to keep things simple. They tell you you can't come in without a mask. Point out the sign that says there's an exemption. Bring the executive order. Bring the law. Print out a copy of ADA. Bring it with you. If they still tell you no, you walk into the store. If they say, we're going to call the police, you say, no, I'm going to call the police. You get your phone out, you call the police. I'm being refused service because I have a legitimate medical condition. You have to play that game. That's really what you have to do. You have to be informed, and you have to be empowered, and you have to have the will to do it. And hopefully this show, The Secret Teachings, doesn't give you the will. You have the will. But I hope that this show is the, is the fuel to ignite that torch and to drive that will forward. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. This is The Fringe FM. And we'll be back after this break. Don't go anywhere. We've got quite a bit to talk about tonight. Some really interesting stuff right after this break. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. Here at The Secret Teachings Radio Show, we're going on 11 years broadcasting. It's been a long run, and I hope that there'll be a lot more to come. In 11 years, we've acquired a massive amount of shows with hundreds of guests, thousands of timeless subjects. You can access that entire archive right now when you subscribe on our website at thesecretteachings.info. Now, all you have to do, it's very simple, is visit www.thesecretteachings.info. You click the tab at the top of the page that says Donate or Subscribe. 
and you donate $35 through PayPal, you'll see the button there. You're going to get a one-year subscription with access to every show. You can download it and stream it. You'll also get a free copy of one of my books, and I'll ship it to you free in the United States. It's only $35, and you can do that at thesecretteachings.info. On the website, you'll also find my books. If you'd like to see them individually, read reviews, and more, the books are in softcover and digital form, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. You can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com and catch us on the Fringe FM five nights a week. When you subscribe to the show or you buy a book, it supports you, it supports the network, and it supports the secret teachings. But even if you don't subscribe, you can still find a free archive of some of our best shows on the website, and we give away one free show a week, www.thesecretteachings.info. Alex Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings t-shirts are now available through TeePublic and the show website at thesecretteachings.info. Whatever your color or size, check out the full selection on our website. Shirt designs include the Secret Teachings logo, our Occult Arcana shirt, the infamous Mothman, and of course the Blue Chicken Avian shirts, among others like the Paranormal Desert shirt. Check them out on Tee Public by searching for The Secret Teachings or simply visit thesecretteachings.info and select the merchandise option at the top of the page. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. The truth is out there. There's something out here. And so are we. KTOK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio Show, and you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Check out my show, The Secret Teachings, Monday through Friday, right here on The Fringe, 11 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern, U.S. time. People think there's one reality, but there's loads of them all snaking off like roots, and what we do on one path affects what happens on other paths. Time is a construct. People think you can't go back and change things, but you can. That's what flashbacks are. They're invitations to go back and make different choices. When you make a decision, you think it's you doing it, but it's not. It's the spirit out there that's connected to our world that decides what we do, and we just have to go along for the ride. 
Mirrors let you move through time. The government monitors people. They pay people to pretend to be your relatives. And they put drugs in your food. And they film you. There's messages in every game. Like Pac-Man. Do you know what Pac stands for? P-A-C. Program and Control. He's Program and Control Man. The whole thing's a metaphor. He thinks he's got free will, but really, he's trapped in a maze, in a system. All he can do is consume. He's pursued by demons that are probably just in his own head. And even if he does manage to escape by slipping out one side of the maze, what happens? He comes right back in the other side. People think it's a happy game. It's not a happy game. It's a fucking nightmare world. And the worst thing is, it's real and we live in it. It's all code. If you listen closely, you can hear the numbers. There's a cosmic flowchart that dictates where you can and where you can't go. I've given you the knowledge. I've set you free. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. So I decided to title tonight's broadcast Mask Roulette. Just do it. I was talking the other night on an episode of The Secret Teachings about really what the slogan, what the hashtag should be of what people call the new world order, the new normal. And it should just be Nike. And Nike is the goddess of victory. So when people submit, people acquiesce, when they're compliant to things that they must be compliant to or they're not legally or lawfully mandated or forced to do those things or upheld to do those things. Well, someone wins and it's not you. So I think just do it. That should be the thing, really, right? I mean, eat genetically modified foods despite the overwhelming amount of evidence that they don't help farmers, that they don't help uh, reduce drought. In fact, more carbon dioxide in the environment reduces drought. It actually helps plants to retain their water. That's a well-known scientific fact. But, you know, eat genetically modified foods despite the overwhelming evidence, the tumors and the cancer and the genetic alterations. Just do it. Just do it. Drink polluted water. Don't, 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 don't take that tap water and put it through a water filter. Just drink it. Just do it. Vaccines, sure, get various forms of toxic metals injected into your bloodstream and allow them to accumulate through the blood-brain barrier in the brain, which is mostly fat, which is where aluminum accumulates. And you can look that up on any scientific website, including the CDC. It'll tell you where aluminum accumulates in the body, where mercury accumulates. Just do it. You know, drink the water. Just take the vaccine. Eat the genetically modified food. And when I talk about these things, I'm not sitting in studio drinking coffee from Dunkin' Donuts or something. I'm actually purifying my water. I'm cooking for myself every night. I'm eating limited to no processed foods. All right? I'm, I'm actually living the way that I'm expressing this to you. It's okay to have a vice or two, but there's a lot of, a lot of hypocrisy. Toxic pharmaceutical drugs? Just do it. Watch your television all day. Play on your phone all day. Just do it. That's really what it should be. Wear a mask? Just do it. Do the research for yourself. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. The subject of masks is not merely about whether or not you are pro or anti-mask. 
the subject cannot be reduced to such a polar parallel. It cannot be reduced to politics, though it's been turned into a political issue. It's a scientific issue. It's a health issue, and it's a rights issue. This complex yet very simplistic issue cannot be judged or defined on a minimal basis, on such a microscopic level. There are different kinds of masks, from cloth to surgical to N95. All of the medical literature, without a doubt, demonstrates that cloth masks are orbiting around 0% for effectiveness. This is in the medical literature. I have copies of it here on my desk tonight, and I've sent out a number of emails since Wednesday's broadcast called To Mask or Not to Mask, You Can't Handle the Science, where we went through the scientific data on masks from the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons through about 11 medical journals from the BMJ to the New England Journal of Medicine to the CMAJ and everything in between from Hong Kong to Australia to the United States. Infectious Disease Society of America and others all saying that masks don't work, but there are different kinds of masks. All the medical literature, though, without a doubt, demonstrates that cloth masks have 0% effectiveness. Zero. There's no point in wearing a a face mask made of cloth. The same medical literature also suggests and factually states that surgical masks may be slightly more effective, but only in preventing, like cloth masks do, large droplets from spraying onto other people directly. Anything beyond a large droplet, which falls to the ground quite quickly, becomes very small and may remain in the air for a long period of time. And although a virus has not been isolated in that particular droplet, no matter if you were 3, 6, 9, 12, or 100 feet away, you know, or you were a little Wayne song, 6 foot, 7 foot, 8 foot, what? How many feet, sir? 6 foot, 7 foot, 8 foot, what? I'll stand 12 feet away. You know, the distance is irrelevant. The distance is irrelevant, as, you know, are the first two kinds of masks, cloth and surgical, because the particles are so small, they go right through the mask. Those masks provide you the same level of protection as sneezing into your arm or sneezing into a handkerchief. You don't want to blow a big thing of snot or saliva on somebody. And that's why doctors and surgeons wear them, because they're opening the body and they don't want to sneeze in the operating room into the body. They have a controlled environment. It's a sterile environment. You know, and depending on what the procedure is, doctors dress a little bit differently, but the doctor's not going to be sitting there wiping his nose with his arm, you know. So they've got a mask on. And if they need assistance, they have an assistant to do that. Maybe wipe their forehead of sweat like they do in the movies or something like that. You wear a mask and, you know, you don't eat junior mints when you're performing surgery because you could drop the junior mint into the open wound for anybody who's seen Seinfeld that demonstrates it you know if Kramer had been wearing a mask maybe he wouldn't have dropped that junior mint see if you sneeze into a mask some of the particles will come out of the mask period making a surgical mask and a face covering good for one thing protecting an open wound a patient in an office or a hospital undergoing surgery and as for N95 masks They certainly do reduce your chance of breathing in something harmful. Could be a chemical, like those being used, the QACs, to kill the so-called virus. 
and they do indeed reduce your chances of breathing in pathogens if you believe in pathogenic transmission. The reason they prevent you from breathing in those so-called pathogens is because you're not inhaling as much oxygen. So yeah, you're not going to inhale as much because your airflow is restricted. Whereas most masks are about 97% ineffective, allowing about 3% of particles to be stopped. N95 masks prevent exposure because they prevent proper breathing, meaning that they are not meant to be worn consistently or for any short to extended period of time unless in an extremely high-risk situation where the benefits outweigh the consequences. That's why you get a headache, you have trouble seeing, you have trouble cognitively processing information. It's because you aren't getting enough oxygen into your body, into your lungs, into your blood, and into your brain. And it seems the longer someone wears a mask, the more difficult it becomes to convince them that it is dangerous even when you have medical literature. You can effectively provide the same benefit that masks provide by sneezing into your arm or hand or handkerchief just as long as you don't put that handkerchief back on your face as a mask. It prevents large droplets. Large droplets, otherwise it's useless. This is why unless you are sick and sneezing and coughing, something that, if you believe in pathogenic particles, should probably determine if you stay away from others and rest in the first place, you should not be wearing a mask unless you are sneezing and coughing if you are worried about pathogenic transmission. In the medical literature, which again, I have all on my desk here, and I've sent to a number of listeners before Wednesday's show this week and after, and I sent some out last night too. I've got an email with all these studies, all these reports, and I've even gone in, I've read the thing, and I've pulled out the conclusions, put them in the email so I can just copy and, f and paste that for that email to you, to anybody, free of charge, free of charge, rdgable at yahoo.com. So this is the work that I do. So when people subscribe to the show, $35, $50, whatever the subscription deal is, you get a book, you buy a subscription. This is what the, the it funds this research because it allows me to take the time to go through and read, you know, like a hundred medical journals, you know, or a hundred pages of medical journals to see what, you know, Fauci isn't reading or what Fauci, Fauci's too busy missing home plate throwing baseballs and he's too busy talking in the stands without a mask on you know, with cardboard figures around him to be concerned about reading the actual medical literature, you know. Talk about six foot, seven foot, eight foot, what? Fauci's like two foot, three foot, four foot, maybe five, you know. So his ego is much bigger than he is. Masks prevent large droplets. You shouldn't be wearing them unless you are sick. This has always been the medical etiquette. And it's always been the medical recommendation, especially for HCWs, healthcare workers, and it only has recently changed. But it hasn't changed in the medical literature. In the medical literature, there are few references that masks provide any protection outside of a surgical setting. And yet the conclusions to these studies are still that masks provide no benefit, especially to the general community and public. And even in these cases, where they say the mask might provide protection, there was a case in Toronto they had two groups of, I guess they were nurses at hospitals, and they said that wearing a mask reduced their, their, their perception of becoming you know, ill. But in these cases, the study even said that this was biased reporting, and it, it was disingenuous, it's, in, it's inconsistent, and, and that's, how, that's how they all, any, any study that I've read, and I've got 12 of them here, these are the big ones, 
and there probably are a few more rolling around out there somewhere. But but they say that even if a mask does provide any level of protection, it's because you're not breathing. So you hold your breath, and it provides 100% protection, you know, theoretically and humorously. And if you're wearing a mask and they say maybe it protects you based on this data, the data they say is biased because they're leaving it up to the nurses to report it. They're not investigating anything. It's not science. It's a guess. But the science, where they actually examine the masks, they're saying it provides no level of protection. That's what the mask studies actually say. And you can read them for yourself. I'll send them to you. Totally free. Any additional study is conducted in a laboratory setting anyway. It's prone to the bias of a synthetic environment and of those reporting it or of those reporting on the data that they're getting from others who are biased who are reporting it. It's not a natural environment. If you believe in pathogenic particles, then you must take into consideration the medical literature, which demonstrates kind of with a paradox that if you are wearing a mask that provides a decent level of protection or some kind of better protection, then the better chance it is that you will actually become infected wearing that mask. How come? Because these masks that are fitting to the face so tightly like an N95 are not fitted properly. They restrict oxygen flow, and they become very moist, which is why many of these masks have a filter system to allow fresh oxygen in when you open it beyond the initial seal. With a moist environment, you are more prone to developing a lung infection. This is in the medical literature, particularly the British Medical Journal. You are more prone to getting sick wearing a mask if you believe in pathogenic particles, not because of belief, but because if you believe that you're going to get sick because of pathogenic particles, then you're breathing in bacteria in your mask, you're going to get sick wearing the mask consistently. You pop it on for two seconds, take it off real quick, high-risk environment. You know, you're not walking through the streets of World War Z. You're not walking through the streets of 28 days later. You're walking through the streets of major cities that are shut down where nobody is coughing or sneezing. So you don't need to wear the hazmat suit. If you want to wear it, it's your choice. Don't really care one way or another from, from my vantage point. See, The dangers of mask wearing is also exacerbated by the fact that about, and get this, this is statistical in the medical literature, about 90% of people who are wearing masks are not wearing them properly. So you've got a lot of stuff working against you. Most people aren't wearing the mask properly. Of the people that are wearing it properly, it provides them, if it's cloth or surgical, virtually no level of protection. And the only, only level of protection that an N95 mask provides you or any other kind of high-level respirator, is because it's restricting your oxygen flow. You know, unless you're in a full, you know, oxygen tank suit or something like a deep-sea diver. Besides, it also, if it's not worn properly, you're going to be touching your face even more. And it psychologically reduces the conscious need to wash your hands and perform other types of disinfection due to the false sense of security that it provides. All the evidence is weighing to the contrary of what the MLB superstar Fauci has told the public. And what the, well, that's what the CDC recommends, sir. They tell you businesses. Well, that's not what the science recommends, sir. And besides, the CDC isn't a federal agency. And why do I have to listen to what the CDC recommends? The WHO recommends you don't wear a mask. So which am I going to listen to? the non-federal agency funded by Bill Gates or the globalist agency funded by Bill Gates? Which one should I listen to? 
because they're contradicting each other. One's a World Health Organization. The other one's a Centers for Disease Control. Or what are they called in The Simpsons? The Centers for Disease Disinformation or something like that. See, the idea that you're protecting others from getting sick, it's erroneous. But even if you were to believe in pathogenic particle transmission, it's only happening with those people who are sick, right? So coughing and sneezing are not things. These are not things that the body is being manipulated to do by the virus to spread itself. It's the way that your body responds to toxic substances like QACs, chemicals, like any other ammonium compound, irritants, very much like the chemicals being used to disingenuously and dangerously kill a virus. The very symptoms of the virus are standard things your body would respond to any other toxic substance with. If you are wearing a mask to protect other people, is, is, it, is it to protect them from your contagious mucus and saliva? If you sneeze or cough? Really, in the off chance that you do something like this, if you do just you know cover your cover your mouth, but it's just in the off chance that you might be or someone else might be asymptomatic, and if they are and you're wearing a mask, what's the big deal? Asymptomatic transmission in this context, it's entirely asinine. It's ridiculous. But once again, science doesn't matter. But people that don't like science will call you anti-science for not trusting in what they tell you. Just before the show tonight, I saw this article from USA Today. And this article was actually published yesterday evening. I just came across it. It was just in my top news feed. Face masks with breathing valves. Those are the ones that you can't breathe out of, so they have breathing valves. Those are the ones that are even more toxic because of the moist environment that you're wearing, right? Well, they aren't effective, doctors say. This is out of Phoenix, USA Today. Mask mandates are in place in cities across the country, and these mandates are increasingly banning the use of masks that have valves. So now they're banning masks that have valves. You know why? Because they're going to tell you what kind of mask you can have. They're going to tell you what is considered an acceptable mask to have. They're going to tell you that you have to have a government-mandated, sanctioned mask. Maybe that mask has a microchip in it. Maybe that mask has Bluetooth capabilities. Maybe that mask pings cell towers so you can be tracked. The Japanese already developed a mask. The Israelis have developed some weird masks. But the Japanese developed a mask that is Wi-Fi connected, Bluetooth connected. You can talk on your phone through the mask like you're Darth Vader. You know, so when your dad does call you on the phone, you literally, you know, you just hear, <sighs> who is this? This is your father. I mean, that's literally what the Japanese invented. It's just so ridiculous. These one-way valves are designed to help provide more comfort by allowing air to escape the mask when users exhale. That function also allows the virus to spread. So, so I guess the solution here is don't breathe at all. Kai Singbadi, a medical doctor who serves at the, of the uh, serves as the chair for infection infection prevention and control at the Mayo Clinic in Arizona, said it defeats the purpose. They are unfiltered. Those valves are the path of least resistance so to speak. It's easier to exhale and get rid of the heat and moisture. But in addition to exhaling heat and moisture, Singbardi said wearers are exhaling viral droplets and particles as well. So literally they're saying now, 
those masks that are most effective, the N95s, what we just reviewed, don't work because they have valves or any other mask that has a valve. Do you see where they're eventually going with this? You're going to have to have a respirator to go outside, I guess, because they're saying that the one mask that does limit particle absorption and exhaling, it's one that doesn't allow anything to come out of the mouth. It stays trapped. So if you have a little bit of breathing room and you open this valve, well, it makes the mask useless. Yeah, because the masks themselves are useless unless you're spitting on people and it stops you from spitting on them. You know, you have an uncontrollable urge to spit. So you wear a mask. You don't spit on people. A spokesperson for Arizona's Maricopa County, which has specified in their mask mandate that valve masks do not comply with the county's masking requirements. These people are masquerading as authoritarians, and they're not authoritarians. They're freaks that are on a power trip. They wrote that the county's ban was based on a Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommendation, another recommendation against the use of valve masks in healthcare settings. However, other county mask mandates do not have specific restrictions against the use of valve masks, and those that do have bans against valve masks don't always seem to be enforcing them. They're not enforcing any of them because they're not able legally or lawfully to do that. So they say more layers, more layers, have more layers, more layers. So at some point, even if you think that I'm a nut job, someone's going to have to snap. A lot of us are going to have to snap. It would be easier if we didn't wait for somebody to snap. It would be easier if maybe we start making videos and trying to get them to go viral where, you know, I saw this one guy today where he's got a, he's not wearing a mask and he's being harassed in the store, so he pulls his shirt up over his face and he's looking right at the camera. You know, are these people really this stupid? They just stand there and stare at the at the fat person with the camera filming them. And this guy makes everybody look like an idiot. He's standing there with his beer gut hanging out, with his mat, with his hand over his face with a cloth. If you're not going to wear a mask and you're not going to leave the store, but you're going to put a thing over your face, why don't you just get a mask and put the mask on, idiot? But this makes everybody look like idiots. What they need. I'll be the one. You want to be a camera person, come film me. What they need is someone like me when they say, sir, put on a mask. And I say, I've got a medical condition. Sir, you still have to put on a mask. Are you aware of the U.S. Constitution? Are you aware of the color of law? U.S. Code 242, Title 18. Are you aware of New York State Health Code? Are you aware of the Executive Order 202.14, Title 10? Are you aware that there are medical exemptions? Are you aware that you can be fined and go to prison for discriminating against a health condition, whether that's deafness, blindness, anxiety, autism, or I walk with a limp because I got shot nine times like 50 cent? You know, you don't have any power over me. So I'm going to go in that store. And if you touch me, not only are you going to lose your job, I'm going to own this goddamn store. So put your hands on me, please. I beg you, put your hands on me. Please put your hands on me. Or better yet, call the police. Even better than that, I'll call the police. Let me call the police, get them on their way, and then I'm going to call my lawyer and we're going to shut you down. And sure, the corporate fascist state with businesses in control taking control of government, will still tell you we have the power and the right to enforce anything we want, and the only way they can get away with it is because they have a large army. And until you say, no, I'm not going to do that, their army is going to walk all over you. But here's the beautiful thing. 
That's why I just, I love history. You know that the American Revolution was not fought with like 99% of all able-bodied men and women and children with muskets and bayonets, stabbing redcoats, shooting redcoats, and, and out there in the woods like Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox, just killing people in guerrilla-style warfare? No. The American Revolution and the 13 colonies against the most powerful military in the world, the most powerful navy in the world. I mean, the British Empire was massive. Still is pretty big today. The British Empire was massive. 13 colonies didn't defeat the British Empire. You know what defeated the British Empire? Will, determination, and a desire to be free of those oppressive men and oppressive women, that oppressive state. There were people in Britain who sided with the colonists, but more than anything, it didn't take hundreds of millions of people. It didn't take tens of millions of people. It took a few hundred thousand. Only 3%, roughly, it's a little bit lower than that, but about 3% of the population fought in the Continental Army under Washington. 3%. Beyond that, a percent or two maybe made up for guerrilla-style warfare, like the Swamp Fox, uh, Mr. Marion, and, and others. So, so this would mean that even if we exaggerate the numbers and go way overboard, less than 10%, really less than 5%, of the 13 colonies, obliterated and drained of life and money and military power, the most powerful military in the world. And sure, a lot of it had to do with the support that we received from the French and the support that the British did not receive from the Russians because they had requested support from the Russians. But even so, the French didn't come until towards the end of the war and help solidify the victory. The 13 colonies, like 4 5% of the 13 colonies destroyed the most powerful military in the world. So we don't need everybody. We need you and you and you and you there in the back. And you want to lead, you lead. You want me to lead, I'll lead. Just don't back down. Be confident. Because that's the one thing they can't stand. They, they're not confident people. They're terrified people. That's why they run away. That's why they say, do you have a mask on? Well, no. And they drive away real quick because they can't. They, they don't know how to converse. They're literally drones and robots. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. There's more coming up after this on the Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings, five nights a week, Monday through Friday, if you enjoy this show, you want to support us, you can subscribe to the archive on the website. You can grab my books on the website. Questions, anything you want to share with me, rdgable at yahoo.com, rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to the Fringe FM. We'll be back after this break. Don't go anywhere. Listening to the Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com. 
woman in politics is like a donkey doing calculus. Come on, there are plenty of amazing women politicians. Name one. Uh, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton? Awful. How is she awful? Hates freedom. Here at the Secret Teachings Radio Show, we're going on 11 years broadcasting. It's been a long run, and I hope that there'll be a lot more to come. In 11 years, we've acquired a massive amount of shows with hundreds of guests, thousands of timeless subjects. You can access that entire archive right now when you subscribe on our website at thesecretteachings.info. Now, all you have to do, it's very simple, is visit www.thesecretteachings.info. You click the tab at the top of the page that says Donate or Subscribe, and you donate $35 through PayPal. You'll see the button there. You're going to get a one-year subscription with access to every show. You can download it and stream it. You'll also get a free copy of one of my books, and I'll ship it to you free in the United States. It's only $35, and you can do that at thesecretteachings.info. On the website, you'll also find my books if you'd like to see them individually, read reviews, and more. The books are in soft cover and digital form, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. You can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com and catch us on the Fringe FM five nights a week. When you subscribe to the show or you buy a book, it supports you, it supports the network, and it supports the secret teachings. But even if you don't subscribe, you can still find a free archive of some of our best shows on the website And we give away one free show a week, www.thesecretteachings.info. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Power of Normal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. See, now you're infecting my memory with your memory, and I can't even remember my own life correctly. Yeah. I think you are remembering okay, it. Guys, it was a pretty good bit. Guys, no, 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 can, can we not do this? Can we not start messing with each other's memories, okay? Distorting facts, that, it, like, basically changes history. You know, it's like fake news. You know, and then all of a sudden, nobody knows what the truth is, and facts don't matter. Guys, it's a slippery slope. Alex Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, 
it supports you. Understand the procedure now. Just stop a few of their machines and radios and telephones and lawnmowers. Throw them into darkness for a few hours and then sit back and watch the pattern. And this pattern is always the same? With few variations. They pick the most dangerous enemy they can find. And it's themselves. All we need to do is sit back and watch. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and this is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday, five nights a week. You can find our archive at thesecretteachings.info. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. I must emphasize that if you go to the website, you'll find the three books that I've written, and you'll find our archive. When you subscribe to the archive, you'll also get access on the website to all of my books, part of your subscription and I'm still working on getting the montages uploaded into the montage page on the website at thesecretteachings.info so that'll be part also of your subscription if you subscribe. If you don't subscribe you can still find some free episodes on the website like last night's show with Don Lester and David Parker, authors of What Really Makes You Ill I had a fun conversation with them last night I hope that you all enjoyed it I know that everybody enjoyed Wednesday's show, To Mask or Not to Mask. You can't handle the science, really. That's that's the fear, to mask or not to mask. You know, Monday and Tuesday this week, I did a show called Resetting the Game. And on Tuesday, I did a show called Ready Player None. And that was a really good show, I thought. But things are very important when things are very important, I should say, and affect us each and every day at every single moment, they deserve constant observation and analysis. What we talked about on Wednesday's show can't really compare to what we talked about last night, and it can't really compare to what we're talking about tonight. There are so many perspectives and angles. There are human angles and science angles and philosophical angles and all kinds of this stuff. And we're at a point now where anything that you look at in news is pure propaganda. Pure propaganda. Because now, even when you read a story like we did in the last segment about how face masks, according to a doctor, that have breathing valves aren't effective, you might think, well, see, look, maybe the anti-mask people were right. I'm not an anti-mask person, but maybe they were right. But then you read the article and they're saying, no, 
the government will now mandate what mask you have to wear. I had a listener send me a a, a picture of a, ma- a red mask that said, uh, make America great again. And they said, this will get rid of the people that want you to wear a mask real fast. And that's actually a great idea. I, I should just wear that, not even over my face, but just wear it. You're not wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask. You know, well, we, you take that off. That's offensive. What do you want me to wear? What do you want me to do? Okay, what do you want me to do? I put on a mask. You don't like it. Wear another kind of mask. That's that's the authoritarian nature of these people that you really see who's weak and have nothing going for them. And and they range in age from 20 years old to the lady that made fun of my heart condition the other day. Literally mocked me and said, I'm sure that's real hard to deal with, sir. You know, well, I'm sure it's real hard to deal. I'm sure it's real hard to deal with being a cunt all the time, isn't it? You know, we got, we got to stop being scared of what these these people think of us and, and stop being afraid to engage in guerrilla warfare with them, because that's what they're doing to us. See, during the American Revolution, about three percent of the population fought in the Continental Army under Washington and other generals. Maybe another percent or two were kind of like Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox out there guerrilla warfare style tactics, which really, along with the support of the French, really is what won the revolution on the side of the Americans. Uh, Otherwise, the Continental Army lost repeatedly, 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 because the Continental Army was fighting like the British were fighting. Many of these people had grown up, and a lot of the generals and people in charge had grown up and had been in the military in Britain, and they fought the way the British fought. They lined up in their lines, their nice clothing, Americans didn't have the kind of clothing the British did, but they lined up, and it was war etiquette, and then you shoot, and then we'll shoot, and then you shoot, and then we'll shoot, and we'll see who wins. We'll see who's victorious. Well, guerrilla warfare is a little bit different than that, and the British couldn't deal with it because they weren't used to it. They didn't see it as, was one, as honorable, and they didn't see it as something that they could, they didn't even know what to do. It's just they were getting swarmed, and you had groups of militias that would target, um, you know, supply lines and they would target, you know, groups of soldiers and they would kill them in ways that weren't considered standard warfare in the 1700s. So if you use that as an analogy, that that's kind of what people like yourself and people like me tend to do. We, we tend to have like this honor in war and we stand up in line and we say, all right, it's your turn to shoot and then we'll shoot back. And we're going to have some level of respect for each other here on the battlefield. These people aren't fighting that way. These people are guerrilla warfare experts. They use psychological warfare. They use physical warfare. They use shaming techniques. These people are the guerrilla warfare fighters. We're out there in a line like the British, and we're thinking they're going to play by our rules. They're not playing by our rules. You can sit there and say, hey, look, look at all this data. Hey, look at the actual executive order. Hey, look at the science behind this. Hey, ask yourself these questions. Hey, why do you think that is? That's a little bit weird, don't you think? No, 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 no. They're not lining up and having that discussion. They're in the trees. They're in the swamp. They're in the woods. They're hiding. They're not going to let themselves be be known until it's time to strike. They're not going to march into the battlefield in a nice, neat line like a bunch of redcoats. Now, in our case, we're fighting like redcoats. And that needs to stop because the Redcoats, it didn't end too well for the Redcoats, did it? 
except for the few that, you know, employed some very drastic measures that weren't really considered acceptable by the British military. And that's the only way, that's one of the major reasons, one of the only ways the British were defeated, because we didn't fight like them. It wasn't we, you or I, but some of our ancestors, it's not all of our ancestors, but some of our ancestors didn't fight like that. So, of course, if we're going to line up and we're going to say, all right, we're going to fight you, but there's nobody lining up against us. They're all fighting in the trees and in the woods. It's guerrilla warfare. Newsweek published this story two days ago. Narcissists and psychopaths are more likely to refuse to wear masks, says new research. So great. If you don't wear a mask, they make fun of you and say, oh, are you concerned about your rights? As if that should be a shameful thing. Uh, yeah, I am concerned about my rights. What are, you, what are you not concerned about your rights? Shame them. Shame on you. Narcissists and psychopaths. Really, I'm a psychopath because I don't wear a mask. I'm a narcissist because I don't wear a mask. Two recent studies looked at the relationship between personality traits and relations to restrictions put in place to slow the spread of the coronavirus. Researchers found that people possessing so-called dark triad traits, narcissism, psychopathy, and Machiavellianism, I possess the Machiavellian trait because I'm literate, were less likely to comply with restrictions or engage in preventative measures against the pandemic. Also, now they won't even engage in preventative measures, really. Well, if you believe in pathogenic transmission of particles, then I'm always washing my hands regardless. I'm always taking care of myself. I'm always eating right. I'm always cleaning. So I, I think I engage in preventative measures all the time, not just when there's, there's something on the line. You know, all of our lives are on the line. However, researchers also emphasize the small role personality traits have in the overall response to pandemic restrictions like face masks, mandates, and social distancing requirements. Ah, they're not any of those things. They're just recommendations. It's not a mandate. It's not a requirement. It's none of that stuff. Both studies, which combined surveyed more than 1,000 people in Poland, were published in the peer-reviewed academic journal Personality and Individual Differences. An adaptive and maladaptive behavior during the COVID-19 pandemic, the role of dark triad traits, collective narcissism, and health beliefs. Oh, so health, so science is now a belief, and your belief is now science, is what you're telling me. Researchers Botamayaj, no idea how to pronounce that. There's lines through the letters, I don't speak Polish. Uh, Nowaka and Pawel Brzoska of the SWPS. University of Social Sciences and Humanities in Poland, along with co-authors at other universities, surveyed 755 people between the ages of 18 and 78 in the second half of March in the third and fourth weeks of the government uh, pandemic restrictions. The study used a combination of existing diagnostic tools for evaluating these dark triad traits and a health belief scale modified to evaluate people's perceptions regarding the severity of and their susceptibility to COVID-19. Huh. Respondents demonstrating dark triad traits, so-called because of their malevolent or dark qualities, correlate with more crime, less compassion, and dangerous leadership qualities. Really, it's dangerous for me to just show you what the executive order actually says. It's more dangerous for me to show you the science behind it. I guess that makes me a dangerous person. People with dark triad traits more often believe they were highly susceptible to Wait, what is this? People with dark triad traits more often believe they were highly susceptible to the virus while also believing less in the efficiency of their own actions, qualities that 
That doesn't make any sense. How can people with these dark traits who don't want to participate believe they're more susceptible to the virus? You, you, you know, you read this bullshit. That's what it is. It's just, it's just trash. You read this trash, and it actually ref- it almost always refutes what the headline is. This is just pure propaganda. Participants higher in the dark triad traits seem to be concerned with negative aspects of prevention and not considered the benefit, not considering the benefits of it. Well, I've considered the benefits. I've considered the consequences of it. Look at these morons wearing masks outside in this picture. Why are you wearing a mask? Why are you why are you wearing that? The paper was called "Who Complies with Restrictions to Reduce the Spread of COVID-19: Personality and Perceptions of the COVID-19 Situation." Hmm. Who complies with the restrictions? That's really what you need to to know, not who complies with the restrictions to reduce the spread of COVID-19. It's who complies with the restrictions. That's what I've been telling you. The, the, The mask is a litmus test to see who will stand and who will capitulate. And this is just one aspect, one component, one gear of a much, much larger sinister plan you can say that's you know I, people people are still using the words conspiracy theorist hasn't that shit gotten old guys why are you still using those words well they don't want to use conspiracy theorists so they'll just go well, you're a narcissist you're a psychopath no i actually think you're schizophrenic i think you have a serious mental disorder in which you perceive reality abnormally because this is not normal This is abnormal. You perceive reality abnormally. You think this is normal. You're schizophrenic. And you're a masochist. And you're a sadist. You're a sadomasochist. You're a sadomasochistic schizophrenia maniac. You ever seen the second Batman with with Heath Ledger as the Joker? Christian Bale's Batman, the Christopher Nolan one. And they're talking about the Joker. And I think they're in the back of the ambulance with Harvey Dent. And Batman's talking about this this psychotic guy who is just a follower of the Joker, and he said something like, um, something like, you know, that he's he's a paranoid schizophrenic, delusional schizophrenic something, you know, it's just the kind of mind the Joker attracts. Yeah, exactly. People that are schizophrenic and they're narcissistic, they're going to project that. This is what it's all gaslighting. They're going to project that they're narcissists. They think. We're doing something good. You're hurting people, sir. How am I hurting people when I'm healthy? You know? Stop fighting in the beautiful, organized lines of 18th century British warfare. That's not going to win you anything. That military was defeated because people had the will to defeat it. They had support from other countries. And they didn't give up. And they didn't fight the same way. We can't fight this way and think, well, we're going to beat this. You have to keep going at it and going at it. And most people won't do that because it's just easier to give in. It's easier to hang yourself than fight it. It's easier to give in. I am looking right now, and I, don't, I, I was, I was going to laugh, but then I stopped myself. I'm looking at a, just this video popped up. on. Oh, my God. That is the, that is the dumbest fucking thing I have ever seen. This is a USA Today story with the masks, and they're showing, like, digital humans sneezing. 
a chew, and they're showing the digital particles coming out. What the hell does Michael Strahan have to? This Michael Strahan's on here telling us about masks. If I want to know about football, you know, or 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 how to fill a gap in my teeth, I'll ask you, Michael Strahan. You don't know a damn thing about masks, all right? And if I want to know, you know, where I can find a um, a suit for a midget, I'll ask Dr. Fauci. All right. I don't need Dr. Fauci telling me things that in the medical literature are not even accurate. And then people telling me, you don't know what you're talking about. You're not a doctor. Well, I know a bunch of doctors who do know what they're talking about, and they're all telling you, don't wear the mask. Don't wear the mask. Don't wear the mask. Don't wear the mask. And because people are so goddamn illiterate and they want to be lethargic and they want to be enslaved and they're so domesticated and they're so demoralized, they'll eat each other. You see, that's what's happening. It's not even businesses or government. It's people eating each other. That's what it is. It's you eating your neighbor, your neighbor eating you, people fighting with each other. That's the assault. People attacking each other. That's because you don't you don't even have to bring in a standing army. You just have to turn the people against each other. This is a very, very sophisticated form of psychological and physical hot warfare that is being waged. And it's working really well. It worked in 1917. It almost worked in 1932 until some guy with a mustache crushed it. And it's worked all throughout South America. It worked in Cambodia. It's worked in all kinds of countries that just turn into big piles of shit. Big piles of stinking communist filth. That's what they are. And then this whole thing is just always reduced to some political arguments. Politics, politics. Someone the other day told me, you wait and see when Trump's, you know, not elected or is elected, there's going to be a lot of white supremacists with guns that are going to start a war. You know, because they hate black people. And I said, well, where were they when Obama was president? See all the troops in Portland and Chicago. I don't agree with that. But, you know, this is the standard Marxist playbook. You push, 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 class warfare, people eating each other. And then eventually the government has no choice but to respond with force. And then you say it's fascist. And then the people perceptually, their perception changes. They have the government as the enemy of the people, and then the Marxists can overthrow it and install their government, and then you want to talk about fascism, you ain't seen nothing yet. You want to talk about violence in the street? It won't be violence in the street, it'll be violence in your home. It'll be executing people. They're already doing that. They're already executing people in the streets. It's not fear-mongering. It's, it's like every time I turn on the news, there's another story about it. If, if someone's not dying because they're white and they got shot by some other uptight white person who... You know, they think Black Lives Matter. It's somebody without a mask who's getting harassed. Some guy got shot for not wearing a mask. Rather than turning this the other way around, we need to just balance this back out. You tell me why. I'm done trying to explain this stuff to you. You explain it to me. You tell me. And you see, even when they put out the laws or the executive orders or whatever it is, despite that it violates 242 U.S. Code, Title 18, or color of law, or the U.S. Constitution, or any other state laws, or the federal laws like ADA, there are the opt-outs in here because when I go around and tell people there's opt-outs and there's there's reasons why I don't have to participate in this, they can't read and they refuse to read, so it's still my fault, and then it turns people against each other, and then the government wasn't actually the bad guy because the government said you didn't have to do it. You know, if other people are attacking you, that's that's a problem you got to deal with with those people. That's not something that's our fault. This is very, 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 very sophisticated. 
Most people are just, they're not just like nibbling on the hook. They're grabbing the hook and they're jamming it in the back of their throat and they're puncturing their their body and just ripping it upwards and making sure it's a good hook because they want to be caught. They want to be put in the net. They want to be skinned and descaled and they want to be uh, they want to be fried up and eaten for dinner because well remember that Twilight Zone episode to serve man that's all Fauci wants to do he wants to serve you he wants to serve you I hope his cooking's better than his baseball playing he wants to serve you they all want to serve you they just want to take care of you I love that episode so much because that is what this is they want to serve you they're here to help we want to protect you all the other people we're wearing masks to protect you. You're you're trying to protect me, really? Well, then take it off. Why why would I take it off? Because it's not doing any good. Yeah, but then why are they telling us to wear it? Well, do we have? Do you want to get into that? I'll get into it with you. You know why? Why is anybody telling you to drink poisoned water, take pharmaceutical drugs, get unnecessary surgeries, eat genetically engineered food, look at your phone all day and all night? Why is anybody telling you or implying or suggesting you should do any of these things? There's a lot of stupid reasons why. The biggest one is because people just comply because life is made easier. It's more convenient. It's safe. It's secure. I feel better. It's really pathetic that so many people are selling out for so little. Didn't even put up a fight. Just immediately sold out. Immediately sold out. And the sophisticated part of this is that you think that you're doing the right thing. You think you're doing the right thing. Really, you just you sold out your fellow man. That's really what it is. And it's pretty sad. You know, as much as we can joke around here on the show and I can give you the medical literature and explain it all, break it down for you, it's really, really sad that people sell themselves and other people out for a little bit of temporary false security and safety. It's better to live in a state of warfare and have liberty and freedom than it is to live in false, fraudulent, synthetic peace and have tyranny. I'd much rather take the liberty and take the bullet than I would be slowly cooked and burned and dismembered under the name of peace, under the name of a safe and secure society. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere more after this break. This is David Icke from davidicke.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info here at the secret teachings radio show we're going on 11 years broadcasting it's been a long run and i hope that there'll be a lot more to come in 11 years we've acquired a massive amount of shows with hundreds of guests thousands of timeless subjects 
you can access that entire archive right now when you subscribe on our website at thesecretteachings.info. Now, all you have to do, it's very simple, is visit www.thesecretteachings.info. You click the tab at the top of the page that says Donate or Subscribe, and you donate $35 through PayPal. You'll see the button there. You're going to get a one-year subscription with access to every show. You can download it and stream it. You'll also get a free copy of one of my books, and I'll ship it to you free in the United States. It's only $35, and you can do that at thesecretteachings.info. On the website, you'll also find my books. If you'd like to see them individually, read reviews, and more, the books are in softcover and digital form, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. You can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com and catch us on the Fringe FM five nights a week. When you subscribe to the show or you buy a book, it supports you, it supports the network, and it supports the secret teachings. But even if you don't subscribe, you can still find a free archive of some of our best shows on the website, and we give away one free show a week, www.thesecretteachings.info. This is Dave Cruz, host of Beyond the Strange, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, mythology to alchemy, check out Ryan Gable's book, Occult Arcana, with hundreds of beautiful images. If you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic packs made in the entertainment industry, Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. And if you want a practical look at food, lifestyle, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and order yours today. It supports The Secret Teachings, you, and The Fringe FM. We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering. All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, The Fringe FM is for you, the listener. And we appreciate your feedback. Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm, call the station at 501-777-5631, or send us a message on Facebook at The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is the middle ground between the mainstream and alternative, between the official story and clickbait conspiracy. It lies between man's lack of critical thinking and his acknowledgement of discovering the patterns of nature. This is a radio show of objective analysis from the occult to pop conspiracy and health. A show we call The Secret Teachings. You can catch the broadcast Monday through Friday on the Fringe FM thefringe.fm and www.thesecretteachings.info Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. A reminder that the future is not some distant glimmer, but a bright light shining in your eyes. This is the future we are in right now. Welcome to a future where our true reflection 
is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, the Octopus of Global Control author, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is Max Egan from thecrowhouse.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions, and uh, I'd be willing to come back at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion. So thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from whatonearthishappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Ryan Gable, your host, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. I could have started off this Friday's show, could have done the whole show on a big story It's kind of breaking in the news tonight. Explosive UFO report and NYT mentions off-world vehicles not made On this earth, Pentagon's secret UFO unit is going to make some of its findings public, according to the New York Times, and one consultant to the agency has briefed Defense Department officials of some highly unusual discoveries, including items retrieved from off-world vehicles not made on this earth, the newspaper said. The Pentagon has claimed it disbanded its UFO office, but it actually simply changed Names and moved. A Senate committee report suggests it will be expected to make some information public every six months. The main goal isn't alien spaceships, but rather something much closer to home to see if confounding sightings, including some by the military, are actually advanced technology from rival nations. Wouldn't this be kind of disturbing if it all culminated with the unveiling of extraterrestrial life forms and that those extraterrestrial life forms, maybe Dr. Fauci, we're really in charge of all of this. And that COVID-19 is a real thing in the sense that it's a genetic marker and a genetic tracer and that it infects, in a sense, everybody. And it's one of the most important waves of an ongoing and ever-present alien invasion of planet Earth. This has just been going on in the background the whole time. Increased reports, whether it's the U.S. Senate or the New York Times that continues to report this, that they're going to release more information, that the Pentagon's going to have to release information of what they have on UFOs. And all this information that's been kept secret is going to become public, and the public is going to finally know there are aliens. Maybe the aliens will save us 
from COVID-19. Maybe we'll find out COVID-19 is an alien virus. Time Magazine actually published a story on that earlier this year and said COVID-19 might be an example of what will happen when we come into contact with some alien pathogen. Now, maybe you don't believe in pathogens, okay, but you can still develop biological chemical weapons in a laboratory, disperse them, things that alter your DNA, and can cause the things, symptoms, defects, that we would otherwise determine to be a disease. I mean, you could create a chemical weapon or a bio- some biological agent that you know causes paralysis. Uh, I mean, mercury causes paralysis. You call it polio. Well, it's not polio. It's just you got poisoned by mercury. You got poisoned by something toxic. It's kind of it's eerie, isn't it? Just a little bit to think about it. Like right alongside COVID-19 and very restrictive measures and Samsung telling us that they've got sixth generation technology and that 6G is going to be given to robots. That's what they said to machines. They're going to run it and it'll create a digital sub-reality. And then alongside of that is, hey, there are aliens and they've got off-world craft and they're coming here and we know about them. And maybe COVID-19 and sixth generation technology sub-realities Blanketing the planet in radiation. Maybe all of this is part of an alien invasion. I mean, it's kind of, isn't that kind of creepy to think about? I mean, you imagine like, I was watching this, uh, this other movie the other night and it was a Russian movie, but they had, they had English dubbing over top of it. It was really cheesy and they didn't really explain it was, I guess it must have been like a Russian blockbuster type movie. It didn't really, it's like a Roland Emmerich movie. They didn't really explain what was going on. You just know stuff's blowing up and there's aliens and stuff like that. And there were aliens in this movie. And, and I guess what happened was that they had, they had wiped out a lot of humanity. And some humans were just turned into these drones. And they just responded to the commands of the aliens. And they picked up their guns and they went after the remaining humans. And I guess there was some glitch, some electrical disturbance that prevented the the uh, attack on Earth from being carried out fully. So some people on Earth were alive and they still had electricity and they had formed kind of a resistance, the last of humans. They didn't know what was going on around the rest of the planet because communications were cut off. It was the movie? It was a really long movie, unnecessarily long. Uh, you get to the towards the end of the movie and you find out that these aliens and they they rehashed a lot of stuff you know about you know aliens come here they built the pyramids stuff like this but one of the, one of the things they that was in the movie is that these aliens came here and they seeded the planet but what they seeded the planet with was was the, the virus they seeded the planet with uh, the biological weapon wasn't like a pathogen. The biological weapon was was the human being. The human was the biological weapon because we're made in the image of the God, of the alien, and we kill each other, and we're easy to control. So we're the ones that, and maybe there was some underlying environmental message there. There almost always is. You know, human beings are a virus, a disease to this planet. Like uh, in the Matrix, right? So anyway, in this movie, they were saying that one the, the alien invasion came in waves, and 200,000 years ago, these, these beings set out to Earth, but through a wormhole, they were able to send this biological weapon that just 
created humans, essentially. And the humans were the biological agent that were going to destroy the planet in time for the aliens to arrive and to colonize. A lot of the stuff in that movie I watched was, uh, a lot of the dialogue was kind of similar to what you hear on the news. It was all about how, you know, society was collapsing. Typical Hollywood-style blockbuster, right? But as I'm watching that movie, and I'm thinking about this report today about how there are, this is a quote, off-world vehicles not made on this earth. It's like the closer we get to alien disclosure, as they call it officially, the, the, the closer we get to a total global lockdown, a total global golden circle plantation. World robots that monitor your every move, digital sub-realities, extended virtual reality worlds. This is all sixth-generation technology. We're getting to the point where the slave owner, the master, the creator, is going to be revealed, perhaps. This isn't a prediction or something. It's just I'm thinking outside the box. And as that, that master is revealed, they'll be revealed at a time when you're going to be unable to resist. It's lockdown, and then look who's really in charge. This is, it is really, people always say, well, we're living in scary times, disturbing times. All times are disturbing. I imagine, you know, during the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know, any time during the Cold War, World War II, World War One, any other, people were afraid that, you know, we're going to die you know, the Germans are going to invade the U.S. mainland. The Japanese are going to attack the mainland. We're going to have, you know, terrorist attacks in the United States all over the place, biological attacks, chemical attacks, nuclear bombs are going to go off. And, you know, you have to hide under your desk and go hang out with some turtle duck and, and the duck, duck and cover. And they'll, they'll protect you. But it's always a bad and scary time to be alive. But this is our scary <laughs> bad time to be alive where it almost looks like there are two separate courses, alien disclosure on the right or the left, and then you have COVID on the right or the left, and they're going to meet at an apex at some point, and it's going to be like, okay, now you're finally completely unable to be human anymore. Oh, and by the way, these are the creatures that are really in control. And or something to the effect of these creatures will save us. They have a solution, maybe, to COVID-19. They have a solution to all of our problems. They can Because they want to serve you. They want to serve mankind. And, and, and really, you know, the, the slogan of any authoritarian, of, of any control freak, of any psychopath, of any narcissist, of anybody with one of the dark triad personality traits. Those things are dumped on people who ask questions because people who ask questions and read and write and learn are dangerous to the established power structure that needs people to be illiterate and dumb, with no memory and no morale, demoralized and domesticated and ready 
to bow to their masters. So really the slogan of any authoritarian, of any power structure, it, it, it really is, it's Nike, right? It's just Nike. Just do it. Just do it. Do what we tell you to do, and it'll be easier. Don't wear a mask. Just do it. Then wear a mask. Just do it. We might not need to have mandatory vaccines, but if we do, you'll have to just do it, and then we, oh, we're going to have to have those, so just do it. You're like, well, you're going to have to have two now. Bill Gates is saying you're going to have to have at least two. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. That's what it is. Just do it. Do whatever the status quo of the day is. Abide by it. Just do it. And, and that, I'm sure that's what a lot of people that see you in public without a mask or people that aren't buying the official narrative, a lot of, a lot of people that are, that are upset and afraid of that, they, they just want just comply. Just make it easier. Just comply. You know, maybe you have a boyfriend or girlfriend and they don't want to participate and you're like, just come on, honey, just wear, come on, I want to go in here and get, a, you know, something from the store. Just put the, the damn mask on, okay? Stop being hard, hard on me. Don't make this difficult. It's like, look, we're not making it difficult. They're making it difficult. They're the psychopaths. They're the sadomasochists. They're schizophrenic. They're delusional. And they're suffering from delusions of grandeur thinking that they are these empowered, big, strong authorities wear a mask. I don't have to wear a mask. Well, what do you mean you don't have to wear a mask? You have to wear a mask. But they come at you first by, wear a mask, young man. You must abide by the mandate. Well, actually, it's not a mandate. I've got it right here. Oh, no, please, please, please. You notice that people run away in the same way Antifa does? They come at you with like a, like a hammer. And then one of them gets knocked out and then the whole, it's just, they, they just, they, they, it's like throwing a shoe or some kind of object into an anthill and they just, they just scatter. You know, if they were really empowered, they'd probably just fight, wouldn't they? I've got confidence though. You know, if 300 Templars can fight off the the English army, if about 5% of the colonies can defeat the most powerful military in the world. You ever seen that movie 300? If a few people who know what's right and have the will to fight and the passion and they're not afraid, they're more afraid of not fighting, they're more afraid of of giving in than they are of not giving in and what might happen. It's always what might happen, what may happen. A small percent makes a difference. If they act. If a small percent don't act, then a large percent doing nothing but acting on the dictates of their rulers will change things. But even so... Even when a mass of people changes things for the detriment of the whole, if a few people within that whole say no and they resist it, you can't destroy an idea. That's why ideas have to be destroyed before they're even conceived. Schools of thought have to be wiped out before they're even conceived or they're allowed to to grow to maturity. That's why militaries... Always destroy history. They destroy the culture. 
they destroy the men who don't fight with them. They rape the women, take them as slaves, and kill the women. And depending on how useful the children are, they kill the children too. It just depends on what they can use them for. The men for slaves, the women for slaves, the children. They can grow them up in the new order, raise them to be obedient. And and everybody else who's, you know, they only need 20 men, so they kill the rest of the men. And you know, we'll take 100 women as sex slaves, and we only need like five children, so just slaughter the rest of the children. H- haven't you realized this is evil by now? Don't you have like a desire to fight this evil? Don't don't you have I, I think, you know, I'm like I'm like the Patrick Henry of radio hosts. I'm fired up. All right. And al- although I could, if I needed to, go into physical battle, I'm gonna use my pen. I'm gonna use my words. You know? Or Thomas Paine. Thomas Paine you ever read Common Sense? I mean, the guy just obliterated the monarchy. In fact, it was Thomas Paine in Common Sense who really empowered a lot of the colonists and made them realize, I don't support the crown. I'm going to fight against the crown. It wasn't like a military general. It was a guy with a pen, with a quill, with some paper, writing. That's what inspired people. Speeches inspire people. The presence of George Washington inspired people. Those are things that you can't buy. You can't create those things. When you have something organic, when you have something that's real, nobody can take that away from you unless you allow them to take it away from you. I was on the phone with my friend Jack earlier, and he was talking to me about, he said, you know, apparently, you know, these evil people, whatever, everybody calls them something, these people, something different, whoever these people are, and they're different people, different scenarios, etc. And he's like, you know, I heard this thing that, you know, they have to tell us what they do before they do it. And I said, well, I think that's kind of an old philosophical concept. I think it's really, it's rooted with a natural law, right? Because you're born free. And you're born with liberty and you're born with God-given rights. They're not theological, dogmatic, faith-based rights. They're human rights. They're natural rights. And in order for someone to take those away, they have to get your permission to do it. So I think on a spiritual level, that's what it means. Yeah, of course, they're going to tell you what they're doing to you when they do it. But they also do that for another reason. They do that because the pathology of a psychopath, of a serial killer, of a murderer, of a rapist, they, they want to ultimately be caught. So they're going to tell you what they're doing. They're going to leave you clues. That's why Bill Gates gets on TV and he says, we need more childhood death. They, they tell you what they're doing and then you, you're giving them permission by saying, oh, that he didn't mean that. What do you mean? Who, who likes Bill Gates? What kind of weird world do you live in where you look at Bill Gates and you're like, that, he's a, that's a good guy right there. I look at that person and I, I, I don't even think that's a guy. I think he's like, I think there's an alien in a Bill Gates skin costume, like the roach that wears the farmer's skin in Men in Black. That's what I look, I look at him, that's what I see. I mean, that guy is... Is nothing, and yet he's given all. He's a little weasel. That's what all these people are. They're just little weasels, and they've been empowered. 
And, and you know what stops it? When you say, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm done. But what would happen at a grocery store or at a retail store or at a gas station? What would happen at any business if everybody working there, 10 people, 20 people, just said, you know what? I'm not wearing a mask. You know, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm done. I'm not wearing a mask anymore. You can't fire me. And here's Ryan Gable to explain why I'm not wearing a mask. And then I come in and I drop 10 pounds of paper on the desk and I explain every detail and every line of why they can't do it. What are they going to do? They're going to fire everybody? They're going to say, okay, everybody get out. You can't do that. Well, you can do it, but there's severe repercussions for it. See, the the real danger here is when Southwest Airlines says today, you know what? We don't care if there's a federal law. We don't care about the U.S. Constitution. You're not using our planes unless you wear a mask. So mask up or get off. Well, I'm sorry, Southwest Airlines. You know what? I'm actually thinking about buying an airline ticket and just, I don't have money to really do this, but just going to the airport and saying, I'm not putting on a goddamn mask to get on that plane. And if you try to force me to put on a mask, I'm going to own that goddamn plane. So try it. Put your hands on me. Try to force me to wear a mask. What are you going to arrest me? You're going to get an air marshal and airport security? Maybe it's better to wait until we're in the air and then I'm taking it off. What are they going to do? They're going to to emergency land the plane? We got an emergency landing. Somebody won't put on a mask. It's so ridiculous. It's just comical. What are you supposed to do if the if the oxygen masks pop down on a plane? You're supposed to take off the other mask and put that mask on? The simple fact that doctors now are saying don't wear masks with valves, the only one that provides any level of protection because it prevents you from breathing, that alone should show you how asinine this is, how foolish it is. Don't wear them, wear them, only wear certain kinds, only wear this kind. Now we're going to mandate. It's a joke. How is anybody still going along with this? People need to be shaken out of their apathy. At this point, we can't save anybody. Don't even try. Just walk away. And they're sure as hell not going to follow you because they, 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 they have, you know, run away. They do like drive-by Shame. It's drive-by shaming. Yeah, they just kind of w- run by in the store. Put a mask on. Put a mask on. Put a mask on. Wait a minute. What are you doing? You're an asshole. And they don't, <laughs> they, they won't address you because they're, they're, they're cowards. They're cowards because I will annihilate you in a conversation. I will obliterate you in a debate. You have, you have nothing. Nothing. You know, and it's like, although they are the followers of the Joker and Batman, the psychology of the Joker is you have nothing to threaten me with. You have nothing that you can do with all of your strength. Don't, don't worry. I want to tell you where they are, but you'll have to choose. And that's the point. And so you can hit me, beat me down, verbally assault me, shame me. You have nothing that you can use against me. Nothing that you can do with all your perceived strength. And don't worry, don't worry. I'm going to tell you about the masks, and you'll have to choose, and that's the point. Do you stand with science 
and law and humanity and the republic in the United States and free expression anywhere in the world where it remains? Or do you stand with terror and fear so much so that you could justify some of the headlines I've read today from foreign policy on July 4th where they're saying the U.S. is over, post-U.S. world, post-U.S. leadership, to headlines about how we should shut down the entire country and we should just restart the whole thing. Not restarting the U.S., restart, just all, wipe everything clean. Do you stand with that? Do you stand losing the right you have to even bet that right? You realize that's what it is. You have a right to bet that right. You have a right to disown and to abandon that right. Because what you're going to get when you abandon it is a situation where you won't have a right to do anything unless it's given to you. And then it's a privilege. And you'll be happy that your captors gave you that privilege. So what do you stand with? I ask people on Facebook all the time, why do you hate freedom so much? And they just kind of laugh and giggle. Oh, what do you want of those patriots? What do you want of those people who, who think freedom is good? And I, and I wonder, how can you actually, th- what, are you, what are you talking about? Well, ignorance is strength. That's what empowers them. And war, violence in the streets, that's peace, peaceful protesting. And perhaps most important, your freedom, your liberty, it's slavery. They think that freedom is slavery and ignorance is strength and war is peace. That's why they don't want to know about anything going on. They don't want to know about the science. They don't want to know about the science of masks. They don't want to know about the science Immunology, virology, epidemiology, pathology of viruses and bacterium and things like that. They don't want to know about any of that. Ignorance is strength. All the violence, burning down buildings, vandalizing things, shooting people, stabbing people, assaulting people, all of that, it's war, but it's peace. It's actually peace. It's actually peace. War is peace. And you're talking about, you want to, you want to be a free person? That's endangering other people. You can't be a, if you want to be, a, you want to enslave people. No, I want, I want to be free. Yet yeah, you want to put people in chains. They're not doing it out of some Machiavellian schizophrenia. They're doing it. They're saying those things because they're brainwashed and they actually believe it. Ignorance is strength. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. No, freedom is freedom. Slavery is slavery. Ignorance is ignorance. Strength is strength. And war is war, peace is peace. Ignorance is ignorance. Freedom is something that in order to obtain it, you have to give it to other people. And when you have other people that won't give it to you, you're going to have to fight for it. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. Check us out. Download every episode in the archive when you subscribe. Check out my books on there. It's how we support this show five nights a week, Monday through Friday. The Grand Illusion, the Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy, all there on the website. 
Subscribers get access to the digital books and to the montage archive we're building. I hope everybody has a really great weekend. If you have any questions, email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, and we just might talk about aliens next week. Right here on The Fringe FM. <laughs>